Hello and welcome back to Let the Stone Speak. I'm Brent Nuktagal, your host. Earlier today, I went over to Hebrew University to interview Professor Uzi Levener. He's the head of the Institute of Archaeology at Hebrew University. He is also the director of the Ophel Excavations. These are the, some of the most important excavations. I'm not biased. Actually, I am. I believe these are the most important excavations in Israel, uh, just because of the proximity to the very important areas in Israel's history. And Professor Levener, uh, he's the director of this dig. It happens every summer now. We're about to dig in about two months' time. And so I thought it would be worth talking to him about a preview of the upcoming summer's excavation, what we hope to find, what are some of the research questions, and of course, a look back at what we discovered last summer as well. So I hope you really enjoy this interview from Hebrew University with Professor Uzi Levener. Professor Levener, thanks very much for uh, taking your time with us. My pleasure. So this is going to be a preview of the upcoming season of the Ophel <coughs> excavations. First of all, perhaps you could talk about what is the Ophel, what's the general significance of this area? So the Ophel is a mainly public area situated right at the foot of the Temple Mount, between the Temple Mount and the city of David. And the main gates to the Temple Mount in the Second Temple period were situated in the southern wall right above the Ophel. So th this is the area where all the pilgrims and we assume that most of the transit into the Temple Mount would come through and it's full with public structures, infrastructure, streets, staircases and so on, all designed to handle the masses coming up to the Temple Mount. So in terms of um, the period that we're focusing on or you're focused on <coughs> in the past seasons and then also this this coming season, this is all the Second Temple period that we're talking about mainly? It's mainly the Second Temple period. The area that we are excavating currently is covered with a very dense Byzantine period uh, neighborhood, domestic, um, mainly 5th and 6th centuries CE. Mm -hmm. And our plan and what we started to do was to dismantle uh, a few points in this neighborhood to reach down to the Second Temple period. There's a gap between the Second Temple period layer, which ends abruptly in the year 70, a gap of a few hundreds of years till the settlement resumes in this area somewhere in the late 4th or early 5th century. So our goal is to reach down to the Second Temple period. So maybe you can talk about um, this is your second season there, of course. You were with us last year and leading the team. Uh, what, what did you discover? What did we discover last season? Um, key discoveries from just that short excavation. Okay, so uh, first of all, we are continuing and uh, stepping into Eilat Mazar's huge project, which she handled for years. And she started excavating here uh, almost a decade ago. And in 2018, which was her last season before she passed away, she started uncovering where we're working uh, currently, uncovering um, the entrances to a monumental building, a very uh, lavish, elaborate building, mm -hmm. dated to the late Second Temple period. We don't have exact date yet, but somewhere probably in the 
late first century BCE, early first century CE, mm -hmm. uh, which is located right at the bottom of the staircase leading up to the eastern Hulda Gate, which was one of the main entrances to the temple. Um, so uh, this is the area of the eastern Hulda Gate, and our excavation is right here. The staircase climbed down to this area, and we're right near the base of this presumed staircase, or the area where it uh, ended. And uh, what we found last season, we started to excavate inside this building mm -hmm. and underneath the building. And it's indeed, it seems well-preserved. It's a beautiful structure. We don't have yet a clear sense of what is the function mm -hmm. of this building. What is clear, it <coughs> has at least two different rooms uh, to which you descend into. You go down staircases, and uh, our main mission for this season in this area is to dismantle a Byzantine domestic structure, which is built on top of this lavish Second Temple period structure, in order to reach down to descend and reach the Second Temple period, and to get a better sense of the plan of this early structure and its function. So how rare is it in terms of um, this whole area of the UFL, southern wall of the Temple Mount, to find a structure with this 70 CE destruction preserved um, sitting on top of a, a monumental building? So actually, um, we don't have a lot. We, it's very rare in this area of the UFL to find uh, well-preserved Second Temple period structures still standing to a significant height. Uh, we should admit that the whole eastern part, uh, the major excavations of Benjamin Mazar, we're talking about 50 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, almost did not descend down to the Second Temple period. So They didn't go deep enough is what you're saying in this area. Exactly, exactly. So there's a huge potential in this area uh, for discoveries maybe similar to what Mazar found on the western side where he found uh, streets and staircases and reservoirs and, 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 and so on, shops. Right. Uh, but we still, uh, we're really at the beginning of this project. This season, uh, we will have a new co-director together with me, Dr. Orit Pelig-Barkat here mm -hmm. from the Institute. She's an expert on Second Temple Period Jerusalem. And we will focus on this monumental building and the subsurface because what we learned last season is that underneath this monumental building is a very sophisticated and complex subterranean uh, world mm -hmm. of tunnels, reservoirs. Uh, they mostly seem to be uh, meant for water, water keeping or channeling. Mm -hmm. We don't have yet a clear sense of where the water came from and where did it go to. Right. And we hope this season to continue underground to get a better understanding of this, uh, of this uh, uh, part. We are going to open additional areas this season, one big area and one small area. 
So in terms of last season compared to this season, there's a, there's a step up in the size and the magnitude of the excavations. Exactly, exactly. So first of all, we're, we're going to be on a much larger scale. We have a combination of the Armstrong College students uh, coming from abroad, Hebrew University students with their tutorial uh, excavation, volunteers coming from around the world. So we hope to be around uh, 25 or 30 people on site on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Last season, uh, our main uh, conclusion was that this area in the Second Temple period ended in a dramatic destruction in the year 70. And uh, one of the major finds are numerous coins of the Jewish revolt of the year 66 to 70. Mm -hmm. We have dozens of such coins, including a very rare silver shekel or half shekel mm -hmm. of the revolt. Uh, and it seems, again, that this whole area was destroyed in the year 70 and then was abandoned for a few centuries and then resettled uh, mainly domestic. Coming back to our plan, so the area of the monumental building, which we call Area D, has a superstructure and a, a subterranean part. Another new area that we are opening is at near the, uh, near the eastern corner of the southern wall of the mm -hmm. Temple Mount. That means that we're climbing up one terrace coming closer to the Temple Mount. And this is an area which is also populated by Byzantine structures, but we see already before our excavations, we see at their uh, surface below, we see they're already peaking uh, uh, a few walls that based on their orientation, they seem to be Second Temple period. So Same period as the, the big building, monumental structure exactly, from below. Exactly. So we have great expectations for this new area. Uh, again, it's right opposite the corner, the eastern corner. The western corner of the Temple Mount was very, very rich with finds from the late Second Temple period. We can only hope that right. maybe something similar will come up also in this area. This is the second area we're excavating. A third area, which is uh, it's much smaller, it's actually an area that we're not planning to totally uncover or expose. It's just to do some sections and to uh, figure out some questions is the area right beneath the uh, edge of the Hulda stairs. In this area, Benjamin Mazal uncovered what was published as a monastery, the Monastery of the Virgins. Mm -hmm. And in his diaries, and later on his granddaughter, Eilat, when she published this, that's the way she uh, published, he said, or he claimed that in the monastery, which was built in the 5th century, probably, there are segments of walls dated back to the Second Temple period of an important structure which stood right at the gate of the temple. He found a fragment of an inscription which mentions probably the Zkinim, the elders. Hmm. And he connected this um, a suggestion that maybe there's some sort of a court uh, 
uh, a court that's sitting at the entrance of the temple gate, which something that we know is mentioned in rabbinic literature of uh, later periods, mentioning or remembering this court at the temple gate. So uh, he suggested that this may be an option. Uh, unfortunately, he did not leave any evidence for the dating of these segments of the walls back to the Second Temple period. So what we're planning to do is to cut a few sections uh, to the uh, foundations of these walls to check if indeed they should be dated back to the Second Temple period and try to figure out what, if indeed this is, this is the picture, what can we say about what stood here uh, in the first century CE. One of our main goals of the projects as a whole is to try to depict or understand how this whole area was designed in order to uh, accommodate these masses of people arriving three times a year. Where mm -hmm. The sources are talking about tens of thousands of people, even millions. It's probably uh, exaggerated, but we can definitely talk about thousands and thousands of people coming up this area uh, three times a year. So how was this area organized in order to uh, handle this, this is a busy mass, place. massive traffic? Right. So in terms of infrastructure, in terms of ritual baths, in terms of supplying water to all these pilgrims, shops, um, money changes, whatever we can say about the organization of the pilgrimage to the, to the temple uh, in, the, in the late Second Temple period. So this is a season that starts when and how long is it going to go for? And then I don't think you want to speak about 2024 yet. <laughs> <laughs> but you are you did take volunteers this this excavation this season and uh, excavation season. It's too late for people to sign up. We're full. Right. We're, <laughs> we're fully booked, fortunately. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a very long season. We're planning seven weeks of excavations starting at June 18th. Mm -hmm. We'll start with two weeks of mainly dismantling modern and Byzantine walls before we reach the floors uh, for two weeks, and then five weeks of excavation going till the beginning of August. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much for your time taking a preview for us. My pleasure. Thank you very much for watching to the end of the interview, Professor Leavner. Thank you very much to him for the time he took to talk to us about the upcoming dig on the UFL here in Jerusalem. We produce the Let the Stone Speak magazine. This is similar to the podcast, except obviously it's more in depth when you can write things down and have very helpful graphics. Uh, this, this issue was the one we produced last summer uh, after the last season of the excavations uh, on the UFL. We're hoping to put uh, more up or more in the, the Let the Stone Speak magazine of things that we discover on the OFL excavations as well. It's a magazine that you can receive for free. Of course, we cover more than just what happens in Jerusalem. This is about biblical archaeology and biblical history from the, the whole region. Uh, this is a magazine, again, six times per year, absolutely free for you for the taking if you desire. And if you want to get a copy, go ahead and write an email to letters at armstronginstitute.org letters at armstronginstitute.org. Simply put your name and address and we'll make sure you get a free subscription. 
or you can go to our website, armstronginstitute.org and uh, just scroll down, you'll find a place to put in your details so that you can receive the magazine that way. Thank you again for listening and I'll talk to you next time.